Hello, I'm Robert Pallas, and you're listening to Cut Talks. Double G U double T. So when you are about to, let's say, build on the blockchain, you know, in general, you have to shift your mindset somehow because the logic is different than just building regular software and interactions. Like everything changes. As an example, like the, the, the way you, you log in, right? Or it is different. The way you, you buy or check out is different. So how did you have to adjust the way you think to to build this and it's not just yourself it's you and your team in general that's a great point you you do have to think in a decentralized manner that everything that you build is going to be accessed out in the public so the smart contract will uh, run on chain and indeed you don't have to only understand yourself well, what are the differences between building uh, stuff that runs directly on the server or in a centralized uh, cloud, then you have to educate the team as well. So the team has to have a at least general understanding of uh, how blockchains work. And is, is it for everyone or you just have no, it people is not for who everyone. just... No, it's not for everyone. It's not for everyone. But uh, we have like a team of software developers who are excited about learning new technologies and the challenges that come with it. Yeah. Okay. So how do you validate also, how's, what's your approach to validating products before maybe releasing them on the blockchain, right? Well, first of all, to validate the products, it starts uh, before code, right? Yeah. You, you start thinking about what is the idea that uh, we are going to build? Is it uh, feasible? What are the tools that we're going to use? Does this idea even need blockchain? So we're not in the business of sticking blockchain everywhere. We are in the business of building the best solutions for the problem. And there has to be a problem before you start yeah. building. You, you cannot make up the problem. Usually the best problems come from the founders or their uh, people around them who are trying to achieve something that is not very easy to achieve with current tools or methods. So they get this startup idea. Hey, guys, let's build something new. Sometimes uh, it's already out there or it could happen that uh, Alternatives are so good that you don't really need another product. Or even if the problem is significant and there is a lot of people in the market who would want to solve the problem, the problem will not have monetary value. So they are not going to be uh, paying for it. And that's another reason when, when you, you maybe wouldn't even build it at all. Only then comes the building phase. Do you get involved in that phase as well then? To... Yes, we, okay. for sure, for sure. Like we, we do qualify our uh, customers uh, into we, we have a few internal questions that we always ask and now i'm putting it out there in the public uh, first is that uh, is this product that should be built second is that are these the people who should build it uh, they are the non-technical team after all we can we only build code we're not gonna market the product and the project so if they will not be able to pull it to the market then for us to build it would be just a waste of time and the third one is access to funds as well so are these people going to be able to commercialize it and are they going to be able to pool investor money to keep it growing until the app makes money for itself? So what's your model then? Because you work with Prime, from my understanding now, is you work with startups primarily, right? More than large corporations who just want to add a product or optimize a product they have with some new technologies, right? It's primarily startups. Okay, so what's your model? Do, do you partner with them as being their, um, if you want, tech team? You're their tech team. 
but do you also become equity partners in companies how do you how do you do this because obviously sometimes they don't from my understanding also which is quite common right in startups there you need access to to funds right on a long term basis so uh, how does it work for you we are very often the sole technical team and technical leadership for our clients which means that we also participate in cases uh, with their investor meetups and sometimes with their clients if it's a larger b2b application and for the equity part for sure we have built in the past a lot of stuff for uh, sweat equity in the beginning of devteller we made those decisions very easily too easily i would say and in cases uh, it happened that we built it and then the founders lost interest so we we got much more cautious in applying the three questions to whether or not this is something that we, we should pursue and whether or not we should have equity stake in it of course only building it for equity that's not an option for us we also need cash flow because we have people on payroll and at the same time uh, we need the other party to have large skin in the game as well because we are minority shareholders in those uh, projects which means that we cannot take the majority role and uh, building everything for free and then they will see if they uh, are going to continue it with uh, are they going to like it or or not so they have to bring cash to the table anyway but uh, having like a software development uh, company or in our case I would more call us like product development company having us on board it's uh, been pretty good i think for a lot of our clients because they know that they can rely on us for long term and the stuff that is outside of uh, software meaning that what should we build when should we build how should we build those questions they can take to us because they know that we are interested in uh, growing the company not just to uh, send the next invoice. So, let's just wrap up a bit on this chapter. Do you have any story to share where it went great or it went extremely bad? I wouldn't uh, share any extremely bad cases <laughs> on, on on camera, but for sure like we are a software company with uh, over like 100 projects. The 100 project mark was uh, reached few years ago already. So there have been a lot of great cases and some of the startups that we have built have uh, went on to raise multiple millions in funding and are still growing. Is this where like you stop contributing or you are with them all the way through or you help them build their own team internally? It will depend. Uh, in one health tech startup, we did help to build their own team that they onboarded and they took over all of the development in you know when covid started uh, access to funds maybe shrank for a lot of industries but health tech was slightly different so uh, their solution was able to grab a lot of attention and secure a very large ticket from the investors and uh, then for them it was just logical to get the internal team it starts with the gut it ends with the gut it's in your gut gut talks this is the end of this episode of this segment with Robert Pallas. Thanks for listening and watch out for the next one. Gut Talks.